0: Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to OFHorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Praise the Lord. Come on, give the Lord a praise, everyone. Hallelujah. Give Him a praise. This is not for Ed Riley, but this is for the Lord. Give him praise. He sang the song, let the river of my worship flow where? To you. Not to me, but to him. So come on, let's give the Lord some praises. on Let's give him some praises on today. Amen. The song said, you deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. Come on, hallelujah. Don't forget that. I don't care where you are in life. Don't forget the fact that it is he who deserves the glory. We can glorify folk, and sometimes it's okay because of what they are in your life, but nobody deserves the glory like God. Amen. So we praise God on today. Come on, put those hands together for the Lord, everybody, and give him some praises. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be in church on this morning. Amen. You that are online, we thank God for you also online. You can put in the chat box. It's good to be in church on on this morning. Amen. You may be in your home, but that's okay. You are in church. Amen. Because church is not the building. Church is being among the believers. Amen. So we thank God. Amen. For amen, his presence that we feel in the room on today. You may be seated if you can. We appreciate the Lord, amen. As Pastor Carlene said earlier while she was up, we are closing out, amen, this Thanksgiving season. And um, certainly we've got so much that we can thank God for. Just the fact that we are still alive, amen, amen, is worthy of giving God praises. So much is going on in our world and so much is going on in our societies. But whenever you can go from one week to the next... And still breathing and know that you're breathing is something to give God some praises for. Amen. So come on, let's put those hands together again and give the Lord some praises. Again, I want to thank God for our online audience being with us on this morning, our family. Amen. Online. You know, we got family that's not here. Amen. We have online family. And We thank God for you, our online family, amen, being with us on this morning, being so faithful in joining in with us every Sunday morning for our services here. And certainly you're just as much a part of what God is doing here as anyone else. And we certainly appreciate your presence with us on this morning. It is our prayer that God will continue to move in every one of our lives. Father, we thank you. We thank you this morning for you. We thank you, God, that you being involved in everything makes a difference. God, I thank you for my family. I thank you for my church family. I thank you for my children. But more than anything, I thank you for you. Because of you, God, I'm alive. Because of you, God, I dwell inside of eternity. Eh God. And God, because of you, Lord, we are expecting a move on today. We commit these services into your hands right now. We pray, God, that you would rebuke every demon and every devil that would seek to oppose that that you want to do in this service on today. And we pray, God, that there would be a a release of your spirit here. A release of your spirit in the hearts of everyone that would hear this message. And, God, that differences will be made in our lives, that we will walk away from this place today, Lord, being closer to those things, God, that you have ordained for our lives because certainly we believe, God, that you have greater things in store for us. We thank you for it right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, put those hands together again for the Lord. Amen. You say, "Why have we got to put our hands together so much?" Uh, you, how many of you ever sung the song? If I had ten thousand tongues, I couldn't praise Him enough. Amen. All right. So don't bother me. Amen. Don't don't sing what you' not willing to do. Amen. Praise God. I'm not asking you to use all ten thousand of your tongues. All I'm asking to use is just that one and those two hands. Amen and give the Lord some praises. Y'all sang the song with my wife on this morning. Amen. It says every praise is to our God. Every word of worship is due our God. So let us not be negligent. Amen. To give God the praises that are due his name. I, I, I bless the Lord again on this morning for oh, He is in my life. And what he's doing, what he's already done, and what he's getting ready to do. Amen. For certainly I do believe that God is getting ready to do some great things in our lives. I have a word that I want to share with you on this morning. Amen. I will be coming from Isaiah, the 54th chapter, the first verse through the 17th verse I'm going to read a lot of scriptures on this morning so I want you to go along with me and that's okay amen and I'm also going to be coming from Psalms the 62nd chapter and the fifth verse you that have your Bible okay they have it up online up on the, the screen amen Isaiah 54 and one it says sing O barren woman you who never bore a child burst into songs, shout for joy, you who never who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Mm stretch your tent curtains wide do not hold back lengthen your cords strengthen your stakes for you will spread out like the right on the right and to the left your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities i want you to listen to what god is saying here do not be afraid You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth. And remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth, the Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit. A wife who married young only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with deep compassion, I will bring you back. In a surge of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. To me, this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now, I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, yes, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord. You who, who has compassion on you, afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis and lazuli, I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children, listen at this, all your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. In righteousness, you shall be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear will be far removed from you. It will not come near you. If anyone attacks you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you, you will will surrender to you. See, it is I who created the blacksmith, who fans the coal into the flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. But listen at this. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. I don't care how much they get into that blacksmith den and form weapons. He said, now, no weapon that is formed against you will what? Prosper. And uh, let's see. No weapon forged against you will prosper, I'm still reading in NIV, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, saith the Lord. Those were a lot of scriptures, but I wanted to read all of those scriptures because I want you to see the heart of God for the people of God. God, first of all, said, enlarge your tent. Stretch out your stakes. Don't get comfortable here because I got something else that I'm going to do. Let's go to Psalms, the 62nd chapter. Let's read that right quick. Uh, Psalm 62 and five that's in the king james if you don't mind psalm 62 and five says this my soul put your hands on your chest like this so my soul wait thou upon god for my expectation is from him Because of the things that God has spoken, my soul waits thou only on God. And my expectations are from him. (laughs) I want to talk to us just for a few minutes on this morning from this subject. I'm getting ready. For my next. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I'm getting ready for my next. I don't know about you, you may not believe it, but there's a next coming. If you want to use as a subcaption on this morning, just lift up a hand and said, I'm expecting. Mm. I don't know about you, but I'm getting ready for my next. You may not have recognized it, you may not have noticed it, but I'm pregnant. <laughs> There's a saying that said, There's a bunny in the oven. Come on, I got some buns. In the oven. That is getting ready to come forth. And I'm expecting something great from God. I'm expecting another move from God, y'all. I, I don't, I, 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 I'm trying to get y'all to see what I see. I don't care what's happening around you. I don't care what's happening in your life. I don't care what's happening in this world. I'm still expecting another move from God. A move that will override everything that the enemy is doing and trying to do. I'm expecting a next level blessing. It's all right right to expect from God. Come on. I'm expecting some next level blessings. I'm expecting expansion. He said, stretch out your states and enlarge your coast. Why? Because an expansion is getting ready to take place. I want you to look at something Where you are, I don't care where you are, where you are right now is totally irrelevant to what you're expecting. Come on, shut up. Why, because there's always a next move with God. Have you ever played checkers or played chess or or, or, or whatever? (laughs) Y'all, God got some moves. Yeah. And God never run out of moves. I don't care what the enemy plays here or what happens over here. God never runs out of move. God always have a move. And it is imperative for us as believers, and I want you to see this on this morning. It's imperative for us as believers to expect and get ready for Our next move. In the midst of all that is going on in our lives, and that's going on in our society, and that's going on in our world, a whole lot is going on. Look at your neighbors, there's a whole lot going on. (laughs) But I want you to know that in the midst of all that is going on, God is still speaking. Look at your neighbors, God's still speaking. I want you to to learn how to tune your ears into God because in the midst of the storm, God speaks. In the midst of your valleys, God is still speaking. In the midst of your troubled times, God is still speaking. And Bishop, why is that so important? It is important because whenever God speaks, It overrides everything that you are going through. God spoke to us within the last several weeks, and God said, I'm in the shift. You remember God said that? He said, I'm in the shift. Now, that's important. That's very important because sometimes in your life, things change. But God said, I'm in the shift. I mean it. In in fact, God said there's some things I'm shifting. Because I'm shifting in order to take you into another dimension. You ever drive a five-speed car and sometimes you have to shift gear by Sakariosa. You have to shift gear. All right, sometimes if, if you're not, you know, uh, understand how to do it, it can become herky-jerky during the shifting, but what's happening, you're shifting in order to go to another level of speed. Yes, okay. have I, God said, I'm in the shift. Yes, if you just settle yourself, we get perplexed because of the challenges, but God said, I mean the shift. Remember, God spoke to us a couple of weeks ago and said, "I am more than conquerors. We are more than ever. You see, I, what I, I what I want you to do, I, what I want God, I want to, I want to see happen, is that we develop a bunch of folk that will catch a hold of what God says. Don't get excited by what God said and then when you go home, forget about it. No, when God speaks a word, it is relevant and relative to what he's going to do. God said, we are more than conquerors. He didn't say you won't have battles. In fact, fact, you can't conquer if there's not a conflict. But he said, you're more than conquerors. Through him, that... Loves us. God spoke to us several years ago at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, and God said, I'm in control. Yes, shout out. What you ought to do, you ought to get some lipstick or, or, or whatever and write it on your mirror in your bathroom. God is in control. Because sometimes you need to remind yourself that I don't care what's happening, God is in control. And because God is in control, there is a next move mm. that God's going to make. And I believe that somehow, some way, things are going to get better, y'all. Look at somebody, things are going to get better. So because of what God has said, I'm getting ready for my next. <laughs> Can I share something with you? Whenever God speaks a thing, we should always expect it to come to pass. That may seem elementary, but it's so powerful in the lives of us as believers. Whenever God speaks a thing, we should always expect it to come to pass. Come on. When God speaks a thing, It doesn't mean that there won't be oppositions. But because God said it, you should always expect it to come to pass. In my scripture text on this morning, in the second verse of Isaiah 54, God said, Enlarge the place of your tent. (laughs) Stretch out. Expect something greater to happen. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Look at what it says. Do not hold back. I don't care what's happening. Don't hold back. Don't shrink back. Don't doubt. But stretch out. Don't hold back, but in your cords and strengthen your states. Why? Because you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. You know what? It's, 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 it's so good to have a word from the Lord. I'm glad you're here today, Lula, because this word is for you, too. God said, get ready for your next. Mm. There's a the next move. There's next move that God has for your life. And God said, your next moves are going to override your current status. And your current status is not just you. Your current status is your environment. Get ready for your next move. I said earlier, when God speaks a thing, we should always expect it to come to pass. The word of God says in Numbers 23 and 19, it says, what God is not man, that he should lie. You see, we we, got to learn how to take the word for the word. Take it for what it says. The Bible said, God is not man, that he should lie. How many believe that God can lie? I remember somebody preached a message one time. and said, one thing God cannot do. He can't lie. Come on. God is not man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. If he's spoken it. It will come to pass. In, in, in other words, uh, whenever God speaks a thing, it's already done. Yeah. Come on. Now we'll get excited about it when, 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 when the word comes forth, uh, but I want you in the midst of your troubled time, the difficult time, keep reminding yourself uh, God said it. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't lying. If God said there's a shift, God ain't lying. If God said there's an expansion, God is not lying. If God said your children, shall be nurtured by the word of God, and they shall inherit. God ain't lying. Look at your neighbor say God, and God ain't lying. see, one of the things that really moves the heart of God, let me show you that. One of the things that moves the heart of God is a people that expects God to do what he says. Come on. If you look throughout scripture, throughout scripture, the thing that moves God's heart is when God, when he speaks a word and you expect it to happen throughout the course. All right. When God spoke a word to Abraham, you remember when God spoke a word to Abraham in. Uh, Genesis, the 12th chapter, God said, Abraham, I want you to leave your family. and I want you to go to a land that you don't even know of. I'm going to lead you there, and I'm going to cause your seed to multiply upon the earth as the stars and the sands on the, on the seaside. And I'm going to raise up through you a nation. Oh, God. you when God speaks a thing, I got to get you to see this. When God speaks a thing, it's already done, y'all. It's already done. It was 25 years before Isaac was born. I want you to understand something. But when God spoke it to Abraham, it was already done. All Abraham had to do was Keep on expecting. Let me show you something. Let me show you. About maybe 10, 15 years after God spoke that word to Abraham, and Abraham was in his house, and he looked over and he saw Eliezer's son. (laughs) And he thought in his heart, you know, I've been doing what I'm supposed to do, and Sarah have not born a child yet. Maybe God will do it this way. Maybe he will allow Eliezer to be my inheritance because according to Jewish customs, if you don't have a child, amen, if there's someone in your home that have a son, then that son becomes your heritage. So Abraham said, maybe this is how God's going to do this. (sighs) God spoke again. Look at your neighbors of God will speak again. <laughs> I can remember during my tenure, if I would use that term, here as pastor of our father's house. And there have been times of failure when things were not going like I thought it should go. And I would question in my heart, God, did you really send me back here? Did you really intend for us to start a ministry here? (laughs) Oh, my shout out to your side. (laughs) Every time I would find myself at that place, God would send a word to speak to my heart again. Mm. God will speak again. God pulled Abraham outside and told him, said, Abraham, look at the stars. Can you count those stars? Abraham said, no. He said, just as I told you before, I'm going to remind you that what I said will come to pass. If I said it, I'm going to do it. Your seed that's going to come from your loin is going to be multiplied by Shekia in the earth. I want you to see this here. When we expect God to do what he says, it's our assurance. It's our assurance that it's going to happen. You know what expectation or expect mean to expect? I I want to give you this. To expect means... To have a strong belief that something will happen. To have a strong belief. I ain't talking about a finky thank you, finky thank you belief. I'm talking about a strong belief that something will happen. It's also the act or state of looking forward to some occurrence. When I'm expecting, when I'm expecting God to do, that means uh, I have a strong belief uh, that this ain't going to happen, y'all. I don't care what's happening around me. I don't care what's going on. I don't care how much time it's taking. I still have a strong believer that this is going to happen. There's some things that God has spoken in our lives that may not have happened. May have been a year, two years, five years, ten years ago. But we should still expect it to happen. Maintain that strong believer. Continue to expect those things to happen in your lives, yeah, yeah. why? Because the word of God is sure. As believers, it's in order for us to expect things from God. Let me show you this. As believers, how many believers we have in the room? How many, how many believers we have online? As believers. It's in order for us to expect things from God. The strength of our belief is the spoken word that God has given us. Let me say that again. <laughs> the strength of my belief is the spoken word that God has given us. The Bible said that the promises of God are sure. And when God speaks a word, all he wants you to do is to trust him and believe what he says. Don't worry about the difficulties that come your way in the midst of your difficulties. Just remind yourself of what God has said. Come on. So it's in order for the believers, the saints of God, to expect things from God. We can expect things in the middle of the storm. Come on. Why? Because of what God says. We can expect victory. Why? Because God says. We are more than conquerors. Yeah. You see, a lot of time, we allow our emotions to be caught up on what we feel and what, our, what we have assessed as our capabilities. Let me, show Let me show you something. Never expect a move of God based on where you are nor what you have God does not need what you have in order to do what he says Amen. Amen. come on God is not moved by what you're going through to look at it as an opposition or a hindrance to what he's going to do come on all God wants you to do is to keep on expecting we can expect good things look at your neighbors; say, I expect good things why 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 because the bible says what all things he said all things are working together (laughs) in order to produce some good things you got to see this the all things my difficult time is working to produce some good times My troubles are are working to produce some victories in my life. All things are working together to produce some good things, y'all, so we can expect good things. When you look out, you may not see good things, but that's all right. Don't allow what you see to become all you see. Come on. When we allow what we see to become all we see, we remove ourselves out of the expectation that God is bigger than what we see. Come on. So we got to expect good things. We can expect better days. Oh, this is a difficult one because sometimes we get locked up in what's going on in my life. Yes, But God said, "You can expect some better days." Why? Because He said it. Remember in Jeremiah the 29th chapter? We quoted a whole lot. But I want you to see God. Jeremiah 29 and 11, God spoke to Jeremiah and told him to remind the people of God this. He said, tell them, I know my thoughts. I know the plan. In fact, if you would, since you got it up on the screen, go back to verse 5. Because I want you to see what God sees. I want you to see through the eyes of God. He says, build you houses. In fact, if you can go to the fourth verse, that may bring me inside of a better context. Jeremiah 29, because I want you to see. This was during the time that the children of Israel was in Babylonian captivity. Y'all, God speaks in captivity. They were in Babylonian captivity, but it didn't didn't stop God from speaking. And the Bible said, thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captive, (laughs) whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Go to the fifth verse. Listen to what God said. God said, build you houses. You may be in captivity, but build houses. And dwell in them. And plant gardens. And eat from them. You see, what happens with us many times and we are going through difficulty. oh, Lord, I can't do no more. Come on. No, God said, it ain't over yet. Build you houses your gardens and eat from them eat from the fruit of them go to the sixth verse he said take your wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not diminish. God said, even while you're still, I'm not going to take you out of captivity yet, but even while you're in captivity, I'm going to show you how to flourish in the midst of captivity. I got another move that I'm getting ready to take place. That I'm getting ready to do. All I need you to do is just follow me. Increase! Don't you fool yourself. I can increase in the midst of adversity. God called the children of Israel to prosper while they were in captivity. Listen at what it says now. Go to the next verse. He says, and seek peace. <laughs> Shaka. Seek peace in the city. Whether I have caused you to be carried away captive. And what? Pray unto the Lord for it. Pray unto the Lord for that peace. For it is the peace thereof. Ye shall For in the peace thereof, ye shall have peace. <laughs> Seek peace in the cities. Where I've placed you, I may have placed you on a job, but God said, seek peace there. I don't care how turbulent things are. God said, you seek peace there. He said, because I have caused you to go there, and I will cause peace to be upon you. Go to the next verse. Gonna, I I got to go. I got to finish this here. Uh, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken, into, hearken your dreams to which ye shall call, which ye cause to be dreamed. In other words, you, you, you know how sometimes you could be going through some things and, and everybody got a word. Sometimes we got to tune our ears to what God says. Let me show you this. While the children of Israel was there in Babylonian captivity, this is why it's so important to hear a word from God. There were prophets that would come and says, God's going to take you out of this. God's going you out of captivity, he's going to break the captivity, he's going to do this, and he's going to do that, and it sounded good, I want you to hear this, it sounded good, but God said, I didn't say that. God said, I didn't see, you see, you, you got to hear what God said now, because as, as you hear what God said, you can see why God said that. Because it may seem that that means that I'm not to listen to prophets, to listen to uh, uh, words from the Lord. You got to be careful, because if God, if, uh, if a word comes that is uh, uh, contrary to the word originally spoken, you got to be careful. Come on. Let's go to the next verse. Let's go to the next verse. I'm going to bring this in. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay. He said, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, said the Lord. Look at the next verse. You're going to go on through this. You're going to go on through this. For thus said the Lord. Listen to what that. For thus said the Lord, after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon. And I want you to understand something, because that's not a new word. That was a word that God spoke to them before. God spoke to them and told them, "said I'm going to put you in captivity for 70 years, but after that 70 years, I'm going to bring you out. But here now, while they were going through difficult times and, and whatever, then now somebody prophesied God's going to bring you out. No, God said, I didn't say that. I haven't changed my mind. I can bless you while you're in captivity. All I need you to do is follow. I got another move. I, I, I can move even while you're in captivity. He said, I, I know. I don't know what to say. He said, but that's He said, after 70 years. Be accomplished while in Babylon. He said, "Then I will visit you and perform my good towards all things, still working the good, now, my good towards you in causing you to return to this place." Go to the next verse, and I want to finish this up. He said, "For I know." Look at what he said. God said, "I know. I haven't forgotten what I said." He said, "I know the thoughts. I know what I planned." <laughs> oh, Isaiah 46 chapter and the 10th verse said, God declares the end from the beginning. In other words, when God speaks a word, it's already done. God said, I know the plan that I have. He said, I see what you're going through. He said, I see the difficulties that you're dealing with. But God said, I got a next move. I got another move. I know what I planned. I know what I spoke. He said, my plan is to prosper you. My plan is to give you an expected end. My plan for you is good. Come on. God said, I, I, I got some other moves that I'm, I'm still going to make now. Don't don't get mesmerized and perplexed by what you're going through right here. God said, I got another move. He said, now, just keep following me. It it may be, I don't know at what point during that 75-year period that they were in. It may have been 35 more years, but God said, during that 35 more years, I got some moves. I can keep you. I can keep you in the midst of difficulties. I can keep you doing the difficult times. I can keep you doing troubled times. All I need you to do is keep looking for the next move. Where? Because God said, "I have a next move. When God speaks, we become pregnant. With results. I'm going to say that again. When God speaks, we become pregnant with results. When God speaks, a seed is planted in our hearts. The seed that God plants. In our heart is a promise of a result. That is coming, y'all. I don't know if we got any farmers here in the room or any planters, but when you plant a seed in the ground, that seed is a promise that somewhere down the line, you're going to have a harvest. Come on. When God speaks a word, in your heart, you become pregnant. That ground becomes pregnant now with a harvest. Mm. When a woman takes on the seed of a man, she becomes pregnant with a child. Y'all got to hear this. Y'all got to hear this. That seed is a promise that somewhere down the road, eight, nine months later, you're going to bear a child. But you got to see this now. When the seed is planted, you don't see the immediate results. But what you have to hold on to is the fact that the seed has been planted and that seed is my promise that it will come to pass. I don't, care what's going on in a woman's life. They may go through the first trimester and not even feel anything going on in there, but because they know that the seed has been planted, they know that somewhere down the road, they're going to give birth. You may have a farmer that will plant seeds in the ground, and maybe the first couple of weeks, you don't see anything. But you keep on watering it. You keep on going out and making sure the birds are not Bothering with it. Why? Because when you planted that seed, you promised yourself that several months down the road, amen, you're going to reap a harvest. And when God speaks a word in your heart, you become pregnant with that word. But it's up to you to make sure you nurture it. It's up to you to make sure the Bible talks about the sower that sows seed. Sometimes you got to make sure that you fight off the fowls of the air. Fight off those thoughts that keep telling you it ain't going to happen. No. I remember when God said it. And because God said it, I believe it and that settles it. I'm expecting something else to happen. I'm expecting another move from God. God said expansion is going to come to this house. I believe that. Come on. God said it. I believe it, and that settles it. I'm going to say to my soul, soul, wait thou only on God. Because what? My expectation is from him. Listen to what he said. My expectation is from him. In other words, it was he, God, that planted the seed. (laughs) Y'all got to see this. So I'm expecting a child from God. God ain't lying, y'all. God don't lie. Lord, I, I, gotta, I gotta finish this. Let me, let me show you this. Let me show you. God always speaks from an eternal perspective, okay? God always speaks from an eternal perspective. What do you mean, Bishop? God speaks from a position of fulfillment. He speaks from the end. In other words, When God speaks a word to you, Joyce, he's not speaking a word and then now, okay, now let me see what I'm going to do next. No, when God speaks a word, he already has the end is already there. The end is already there. When God spoke to Abraham, it was already there. It already happened. When God spoke to Joseph about what he was going to do, it was already there. Come on. I want you to see something. God... According to the scripture, God declares the end from the beginning. If God starts you out, don't you fool yourself. God already know where he got you going. Come on. If God speaks a word to your joints, God already see the fulfillment of that word in your life. He speaks to him, let me give you a scripture, can I give you a scripture of Philippians, the first chapter and the sixth verse, Philippians one and six, it says, God who had begun a good work in you, what? Shall carry it to completion. (laughs) In other words, when God started that work in you, 25 years ago, Kofi, God said, I already saw the completion of it. When God started that work in you a number of years ago, Anthony, God said, I saw the completion. All I needed to do is follow me. Follow me. God said, I I know where I'm going to take you. Just just follow me. Don't worry about you going over this way. And you see, God said, I I know. I already got the end planned out for you. Just follow me because there's a next move that I have going to take place in your life that's going to strengthen you during the journey. But God said, if I begun a good work in you, it's already done. It's already. Done and, and, and sometimes in the midst of what we are going through, uh, uh, in the midst of our expectancy, in the midst of our pregnancy period, there may be oppositions. There may be difficulties. There may be wildernesses that we will find ourselves going through. But the thing that keeps you doing that time is keep reminding yourself of what God has said. I don't care what's happening around me. I don't care what's happening before me. I don't care what's happening with me I'm going to remind myself of what God have said the Bible tells us in Isaiah the 40th chapter and the 31st verse it says what they that wait upon the Lord they that settle themselves in what God says they that wait upon the Lord what shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings of eagle, they shall walk and not be weary, they shall run and not faint. Why? Because I'm standing on the promises of God, and what God says, I know that it's gonna to come to pass. I know somehow, I know some way, I'm gonna make it. Yes, because I'm foolish enough. To stand on what God says. Whether you realize it or not, the promises of God are more powerful than your predicaments. I want you to say that to yourself. Say, God's promise is more powerful than my predicament. I don't care what your predicament look like, and I don't mean to be insensitive to what anybody is dealing with, but I want you to understand something. If God ever spoke a word, what you go through between the time that word is spoken and is fulfilled, God is still in control. Don't get yourself bent all out of shape because of what you are going through. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Look at what's happening. No, remind yourself of what God has said. God's promise is more powerful than your predicament. The word of God tells us in 2 Corinthians the 4th chapter and the 17th verse says, while we look not said our light afflictions which is but for a what moment It's working for you. Look at your neighbors. It's working for you. There's there's something else happening. It's working for you. It's working for you. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why? While we look not at the things that are seen. Stop letting what you see become all you see. I'm going to say that again. Don't let what you see become all you see. Never allow your now. To cause you to stop expecting your next. Come on. Oh, sure. I may be going through some difficulties now, but I'm going to look beyond this because I believe what God says. And I'm not going to allow my now to hush my mouth because in the midst of what I'm going through, God, you said it. God, you said you were going to save my children. God, you said that you have ministry for their lives. God, you said what you're going to do in the ministry. God, you said what you're going to do with my life. And everything that I'm dealing with right now does not look anything like what you say. But God, in the midst of it, I still believe you. I still believe, God, that what you say, you're going to bring it to pass. While the children of Israel died in Egyptian bondage for 400 years, God still remembered what he said. I'm going to bring them into the promised land. It did not stop what God says. Let's expect God to move. Sometimes, as I close, sometimes you have to remind yourself of what God says. There's a song that was sung some 15 years ago. It says, Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you have to speak victory in the midst of the test. No matter how you feel what you feel And David was facing one of the greatest tests of his life. And he'd gone into battle with the Philistines. Not against the Philistines, but he was working with the Philistines. And he came back to camp. Because the king had given them this camp called Ziklag. He said about the and he'd gone out to fight with the Philistines. And when he came back to camp, he found the camp ravaged, overthrown, and all of their children and their wives who they left behind was taken into captivity. Mm-hmm. David got back there and they David along with his men looked at us and said, my God, what's happened? What's happened? What's happening? The Bible said they wept bitterly. Sometimes you go through some things that you can weep bitterly. God, this is hard, but don't lose focus. <clears throat> the men that was with David looked at him and said, you're the cause of this. You're the reason why our children and our wives are taken into captivity. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine David saying, oh my God, what have I done? But David stopped. The Bible said David, what? Encouraged himself in the Lord. God, this is a hard thing. But god i'm gonna go to you i i I, I'm, i'm gonna find out what you're saying sometimes we need to stop in the middle of where we are and find out what god is saying god will remind you david went before the lord and god spoke to him and said go i got another move these folks that are with you think this is the end but this ain't the end i got another move go and you shall recover Oh, when we settle ourselves in the midst of what we are going through we can hear god speak to our hearts and say sure what you're going through may be difficult but go i got a next move I can confound those folk that took your family and your children captive. I got another move. I don't care who it was. I don't care if it was the Amalekites or the Jebusites or whomever it was. God said, I'm greater than them. You go. When David was going through a difficult time and we read this in Psalm the 23rd chapter and David said, Yea, though I walk Turn that down a little bit, turn that down a little bit. David said, yay though I walk. I want you to lift up your hands and I want you to lift up your voice and I want you to shout this with me, yay though I walk. Come on. David said, yay though I walk. Sometimes I'm gonna go through some valley experiences. David said, yay though I walk through the valley what the shadows of death death is lurking on every side it seems like the depth to my vision it seems like the depth to what God has spoken it seems like that everywhere I look there is death but David said because God spoke yea though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death I will fear no evil Why? Because God, you already spoke and said, you with me. But thou, Lord, art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God said, you may be walking through some situations now, some valleys in your life, but God said, if you keep your focus on me. God said, I can guide you. Through, through the valley. Look at what David said. David said, though i walk what? Through the valley. He didn't stop in the middle of the valley. He was walking through the valley. You see, when you got a word from God, you can walk through that situation. When you hold on to what God said, you can walk through that difficult times Because of what God said, God will take you through the valley. He prepared the table for you in the presence of your enemies, because God said, I have a next move and I don't know about you, I'm getting ready for my next move Oh yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, you know, there are some difficulties that I'm facing. I believe if every one of us will be honest with ourselves. say every one of us got some wildernesses, wildernesses, wildernesses that we are facing right now. Come on. But God said, get ready for your next. Get ready for my next move. God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt He told them said I'm going to take you into the land That flows what? With milk and honey That was the promised land That was the promise No sooner than they got out of Egypt They found themselves In opposition At the Red Sea. They were ready to quit They were ready to give up Let's go back God had to remind them, no, this ain't the end. You ought to look at your neighbors and say, this ain't the end. Where you are now is not the end. Moses stilled the people and said, listen, 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 fear not. Be not dismayed. Be still. Be still. And know that God is in this with you. You see why? Because the Egyptian you see today, when I get ready with my, when I get finished with my next move, <laughs> the Egyptian that you're dealing with now, you ain't gonna see it no more. But you got to expect it from God. Stand to your feet, everyone, stand to your feet. I want to challenge every one of you that are listening to this word on today. I want to challenge you to challenge yourself. Okay, let me say that again. I want to challenge you to challenge yourself. Remember the song that says, I say to my soul, what? Take courage. Why? Because the Lord will make a way somehow. I want to challenge you to challenge yourself to expect something great from God. Expect it. God's got another move. In fact, God's got many more moves. All God wants you to do is to stay the course. And keep your ears attuned and your eyes open to see what God's going to do next. Y'all, y'all, out y'all. I want to see what God's going to do next, y'all. Job said of all the days of my appointed times, what? I'm going to wait for my change. I'm going to wait for the next move. Father, we bless you today. We thank you for your spoken word. God, and for reminding us that your word spoken impregnates us with results. You don't speak anything, Lord, that you don't have every intention of it coming to fulfillment. You speak the end from the beginning. Father, we challenge ourselves right now. We challenge our minds. We pull down every thought that moves contrary to what you say. Every emotion, God, that is contrary to what you say. God, we bring it into captivity right now. And God, we stand on your word. We believe in you for another move god we believe in you god for the fulfillment of those things that you've spoken concerning our lives we believe in you for our children we believe in you for our loved ones we believe in you for the ministry here we believe in you for our lives because god you've spoken and god we extend our hand to you right now i want to extend your hand to him right now we extend our hand to you right now we ask you god that you would grab a hold of our hands and lead us lead us through these deserts that we are going through right now Lead us through these valleys that we are going through right now. Oh God, we trust you, Lord. We trust you, God. Somebody shout, we trust you, Lord. We trust you for the results that you've spoken over our lives. And we challenge every demon and every devil that would seek to destroy, confound, or cause us to be bent out of shape because of what's happening. We believe you, Lord. Somebody shout, we believe you, Lord somebody make it personal I believe you Lord put your hands on your belly put your hands on your service I believe you Lord I believe you Lord I believe what you said and I'm expecting a next move from you thank you Lord come on put those hands together for the Lord everybody give him a praise give him a praise give him a praise hallelujah look look at your neighbor. it's a neighbor I'm expecting put your hands on your belly like this put your hands on your belly and Say, I'm expecting now your husband don't get mesmerized when your wife say that you know this is spiritual I'm expecting I'm expecting a move from God you may be seated Y'all, God is getting ready to do something. God is getting ready to do something. Come on. Let me say that again. God is getting ready to do something. God is getting ready to do something. And what God is getting ready to do is going to be great. It's going to be mighty. Mighty. we thank you right now lord for those things that you've spoken even over our children god we thank you god for that next move that you're getting ready to make even in their lives Hey God, thank you, Father, for that fulfillment. Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anthony, you mind if I pray for you? Come up here a minute. Just, just stand right there. Jesus Uh, there's some things that God has in store for you Anthony the journey have not been easy but I want you to understand something what God has promised he know how to bring it to pass and the changes that you made as a result of What you felt the Lord was doing, God said, I'm going to honor them and bring you into my purpose. Can I ask you a question, Anthony? Look at me one minute. Have you ever given your life over to the Lord? You have. You've done that. Okay. And you know that God has saved you. That's all that I need to know. God said, those things that he have in store for you he's going to bring it to pass Hey, you come out the weight that you're carrying concerning this over here you know because we've talked Okay, God said rest let him do some things just like he brought you he know how to do that over there just keep on trusting God in their lives and give God what he wants out of your life you know sometimes when God speaks a thing in our lives we can get caught with what's happening in our lives that we start focusing on trying to fix what's happening in our lives and not focus on what God wants to do in our lives You you, you understand? Did did that make sense? Don't lose focus on what God wants to do in you because there's a journey that God still wants to take you on. But because of this happening over there, that's happening over there, I got to go take care of that. I got to go fix that. I got to worry about this. I got to worry about that. And then you're not giving yourself over to the journey, the progression that God wants to do in you. Hey, God, God want to build you up. The more God builds you up, the more you will be able to help over here. Does that make sense? You put some oil on him? Put some oil on him. Hey, God, I want you to point your hands this way. God, we declare your word over Anthony's life right now. God, we declare God that he will be one of those that you've snatched out of the hands of the enemy and they will go forth, Lord, and do mighty things for you. God we cancel out every plan of the enemy right now every opposition of the enemy we cancel it out right now and we release your plan and your purpose in his life make things clear in his heart and in his mind God right now Lord in the name of Jesus lead him guide him direct him inside of your will and your purpose and those things God that concerns him God I pray that you would attend to those things we believe you Lord that those things that you've spoken will come to pass in his life and those that are in his life we commit them into your hands right now Lord over. Lift your hands to him, Anthony. Lift your hands to him. God, we release the power of your spirit in this life right now. Speak to him, Lord. In the midst of his valley experiences, speak to him about God during this difficult time. Hey, encourage him. Lift him up, Lord. Make straight his path. Give him understanding, God, of those things that you have ordained for his life commit him into your hands right now in the name of Jesus. Just tell him yes, Anthony. Just tell him yes. That's it. Just tell him yes, Lord. That's it. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I believe that Anthony. Can I ask you a question? Can I? Will you stick with us? Because God wants to use us to help build you. Okay? Stick with us. Allow the God in us to build you. There are great things that God would do through your lives, your life. Just allow Him to build you up, okay? We seal it right now in the name of Jesus. It is so. Come on, somebody, say, It is so. It is so. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may return to your seat, Anthony. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Kid, give me a minute. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you mind if I pray for you? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. God have brought us into your life Kid Your first name on Franklin Anthony Anthony Oh your first name of Anthony too Okay <laughs> God dealing with the Anthonys today God brought us into your life It may seem like he brought us into your life For one reason But God said it's much more Than what you are experiencing From us now Okay I want you to open your heart up for God. All right. Don't allow your past to hold you hostage. Okay. Can I tell you something? All of us have a past. All of us. Got some parts about our lives that we care not to share. You you understand? But don't allow your past to tell you that you got to stay here. I want you to start expecting something different from God, expecting something different from your life. Because as God works in your life, He's going to allow your life to be a light for somebody else. If you ever received Christ as your Savior? You have. Hallelujah, Jesus. And you know that you're saved. Okay. Lift your hands to him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Put your hands this way. And put some oil on him. You put some on it? Okay. God right now bring this Anthony before you God and I pray God to be beyond what he can see beyond what he even comprehend that there will be that there would be a release of your purpose in his life it God, you have a tendency to allow your purpose to run us down. And God, you're not intimidated by anything that we are dealing with. You're not intimidated by any situation we are caught in. God, your purpose knows how to invade. Mm. God, I pray right now for the release. Of your purpose in Anthony's life right now, clear up some things, clear up some things, clear up some things in his mind and in his heart. I pray for some visitations. God that you would make with him. Oh God You release your hand. In his life right now, in the name of Jesus, and those things, God, that you purposed for his life, that they will come to pass. God, and that God that you have ordained to happen as a result of our involvement in his life. Come here, Isadora. Come here. As a result of our involvement in his life. Grab his hand, grab his hand. Those things that you purpose as a result of our involvement in his life. <laughs> Let them come to pass. That we will know your next move. That we will follow your next move. God, we believe you, God, that there's a next move in this situation. We commit it into your hands right now. In the name of Jesus. We declare it so right now. We declare it so right now. It's in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise, everybody. Give him a praise, give him a praise, give him a praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.